I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sandspence Radio, morbidly curious. Hey, so Gabe wrote a book. Well, another book that sounds a little scamp. This one is the first in a series and it's called Boone Shepherd. The story follows the titular Boone, a young journalist from Australia who travels around 1960s England chasing stories and solving mysteries. So, if this sounds like something you'd enjoy, you can pre-order it at belfrogbooks.com slash boonshepherd. Links in the show notes, and if you're in Melbourne on Tuesday the 26th of April with nothing to do, come on down to Reading's Bookstore on Ligon Street for the free book launch of Boone Shepherd. That's 309 Ligon Street in Carlton. The fun kicks off at 6.30, there'll be signing, speeches, I'll be there, so come on down and say hi, buy a book, and let the merriment continue. Now, on to the show. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need pitching. Today we're looking at The Phantom. Spooky ghost music. The music from the film is actually really good. That's one of them. I when I watched it. Don't um, remember what it was like. When I watched it, it about a week ago, or a week and a half, whenever it was. Was this the um, one that I told you about when it was on Channel One? No. See, I, I ignored that, even though that was a really nice gesture for you to message me and let me know that Billy Zane was on TV. But um, no, I watched it a few days later. I made I forced my girlfriend to watch it. Um, is she still your girlfriend? Yeah, she is. So you know. <laughs> She's a keeper. She's well, a keeper. I, I put it all down to Billy Zane. He's just got some charm or on screen. Or she really hates works. herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Do you know what? That's, I like that's not of- the case. I've met her. She's lovely. That's <laughs> a really cruel thing to say. I like out of the two of us, I went, oh, that's really great that she likes the things you like. And you went, no, she hates herself. Your heart is, is black. Just- it's a blackened husk, your heart, my friend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one, mate. Just- <laughs> um, boy, no, but yeah, the music, the music score is probably like one of the really big positives of, of the thing so you know it's got some stuff going for it i actually added billy zane on twitter um about a week ago in preparation for this because <laughs> when this episode goes up i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hit him and be like billy just listen to this have a listen did he, did he follow but, you back oh. no he didn't can but, I ask a question uh, have any of the celebrities that you've ever tweeted or started following followed you back there haven't been many yeah i know i've told you about the russell crowe one that's amazing um i purely i commented purely because i wanted to comment back what was the russell crowe one get, oh after like lay Miz, i thought you know what no one's complimenting Rusty. I'm going to yeah. jump in with a compliment and say do, that he's great in it. Do you want to know why no one was complimenting Rusty? Yeah. Because he was hideous. No, nah, he was pretty he good. He was pretty fucking jump awful. On, he was, jump on he YouTube, was pretty good. Jump on YouTube and just search Lamey's comparisons with Rusty. <clears throat> and So they'll actually get like people who play the role for real and Russell Crowe singing I, the same I mean, song. And his song's he's like three awful. octaves. Handsome Tom, I don't want to get bogged down in, in Rusty because this is the Billy Zane Appreciation Hour. But oh, okay. I will say this. Okay. <laughs> He's pretty good in that film. He's the heart, he's the he's the he's hero not, he's of Lame. He's not. He's he's just not. Do you know what? He's, I'll I'll give uncomfortable I'll give, to watch. I'll give Carney <laughs> that Javert is the hero of Lame. Thank you. Because I think he is He's a great character, but great Russell Crowe is not a good evocation of that great character. Mm, I, I agree with Gabe. We'll agree to disagree. 
We won't. You're just wrong. <laughs> I once um I once sent Arnie a nice a nice tweet on Twitter. Oh, did he get back to you? No, I didn't. But it was after Terminator Genesis came out, and everyone was giving him shit. And I was like, Arnie was the best thing about that film. So yes, yeah, so that's what you do. Said, sometimes you get on the horse good. when it's down, and they you know they let you down. And they, sometimes you yeah. get on the, the horse, horse when, when it's down. down. <laughs> if a horse is down and you're getting on it, you're not yeah. going anywhere. That and someone's going to come in. Inappropriately and sexual and predatory <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Just get on that horse when it's down, mate. That horse got broken legs. It can't run away from you. Get it. So appropriate for the Phantom. I also tweeted Seth. Rogan after the Where's Waldo announcement heard nothing back. But, you know. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I, you know, he's he's stolen my dreams. First preacher what now. Gonna, now what, Wally. What are you going to do when that movie comes out and it is exactly the same as the film that you pitched? No, but it's not because I read the thing and it's kind of like Wally's a janitor and he's got to go save Wenda because she's a silly woman who got herself into trouble. So it's not anywhere near the same. Is yeah. Wenda played by Elizabeth Banks? Oh, I'm just going to go with probably. Almost definitely. Oh, because it's a Seth Rogen thing, yeah. and you think, okay, yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen and Waldo. <laughs> Maybe. He'd make it bad, Waldo. Yeah. Whereas Bill Hader, it'd be Bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader, he'd be I'm right. going to bet it's going to be Bill Actually, Hader. Actually, you know what? Banks. That's a good, that's pretty good. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. I could get behind Bill Hader. I'm surprised we didn't have Bill Hader yeah. in the first place when we were, when we were throwing Martin Freeman. And... It's because you're all garbage people. That's yeah, right. I think well, so. Well, you know. It's because you went seen... English. You went Wally, not Waldo. Yeah, true, true. That's true. Have you seen the Skeleton Twins? No, but that's Bill Hader and Bill Hader Kristen and Wig. Kristen Wiig. And good yeah. film. Yeah, but they're I've, both really, really good. I've heard nothing but good things. Mm. Phantom. Yeah. So originally when I was going to tackle the Phantom, um, how to fix it or how to do a different movie, I was just going to do a complete reboot because I thought the beauty of the Phantom is it's this thing that's passed down from father to son. So you could literally set this film in any time period yep. and have a lot of fun with it. But then I started to think about Zeno and I watched the original and I thought, you know what? I just really want to see Billy Zane fight Nazis. In a purple suit. In a purple suit on a horse named Hero. And I just, I think he does a really good job. It's not a great film, but Billy Zane's actually, I think, quite suited to the character. Billy Zane has an interesting body of work. He does. I actually do think, though, like you mentioned before, like Billy Zane has this screen presence. And you know what? Up until now, Carney, your, your unabashed love of Billy Zane, I've always sort of read as a, as a bit of a running joke. No, the it's not. Is, I'm actually serious. No, I'm, no. I, yeah. The thing is, you're right. Like, yeah. I watched, I saw Zoolander for the first time the other night. I'd never seen it before. And, the first um, one. The first one, yeah. yeah. And Billy wow. Zane's in it for about five minutes. He steals the film. Oh, yeah, straight away. I saw him, and I don't know if this is partly because of, like, you never shutting up about Billy Zane, but him walking on screen, I was like, oh, it's Billy Zane. He's true. And then, like, and he was just great. Yeah. And then, even, like, the, um, because I'm currently, uh, Zam, it's thrilled, I'm currently working my way through the Wheel of Time. Yeah. And do you guys know about the Wheel of Time TV pilot? Billy Zane was in it, right? Wait, yeah. wait, what? Okay, what? all right, all right. So, so who's, have either of you haven't read Wheel of Time? I haven't read, read Wheel of Time. No, it's too big and way it's, too many books. There's 14 of them and they're huge. And anyway, so <clears throat> turns out um, a couple of years ago, there was a, I think it was like at three in the morning, some stoned Wheel of Time fan like went on online and was like, have you guys seen this shit? And it turned out that like at three in the morning, there was a half hour pilot for a Wheel of Time TV series that just like was tucked away on like FX, FXX or some like random channel that nobody watches. And it came on and it was like half an hour long, starring Billy Zane, CGI that looked like a Game Boy Advance reject (laughs) and like all set in one room. And basically what had happened was that they'd, they'd pulled a Fantastic Four where these uh, they'd had the rights for so long and the rights were about to expire. Apparently the pilot was shot in three days <laughs> and amazing. finished editing a week before it aired. And yep. literally they just had to get something out there. And Zeno's and in it. Zeno's in it. And that's right. what I find the most confusing about it because 
All right, it's like, you know when they did the first Fantastic Four... Roger Corman's attempt- masterpiece. Yeah, exactly, in 94, which was so never good. meant for release. Did not cast anyone well-known. That's basically what this was. Yep. So what confuses me about it is why cast Billy Zane? Because even though his career has not... Although I do think we're in for a Zanescence at some time yeah. in the near future. His career, yeah, has sort of floundered. But actors of his caliber, you know, you throw them into like director DVD action films, hoping that they might sell like one or two copies to people like Sean Carney. But like, <laughs> yeah. you don't Sean put them, you don't waste them <laughs> in like, you don't waste them in these weird, shitty little pilots that nobody's meant to see. That's Do you reckon he would just he would cost something, surely. The studio when they were filming it, they're like, oh crap, Maybe. we realized we didn't cast this. Hey, it's Billy Zane. Hey, Billy, what are you doing? Nothing. Do you want to come here and be a dude for three days? Okay. What's, what's in it for me? Yeah. We'll give you coffee. And you know what? He's. I haven't seen the whole thing because I couldn't. I don't hate myself as much as Sean's girlfriend. But whoa, <laughs> sorry, I oh, but man. I watched about five minutes of She'll it. She'll just hear me laughing at that, not defending her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in trouble, son. But yeah, I. I don't know. I. You're right. He's got this weirdly magnetic screen presence oh, that. Yeah was even there in something he clearly couldn't give a shit about. He yep. makes a good villain. Yeah. The thing with The Phantom, Billy Zane really loves the character. So he was shooting that film in Australia called Dead Calm, you know, the one with um, Nicole yeah. Kidman. Great and movie. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. That's probably his best movie. Although he's I pretty, like I good. like Titanic. I was going to say, he's pretty he's good in Titanic. He's fantastic in Titanic. You know, he's, you he's legit. He's really good. You do hate him. Yeah, he's hate great. Him. Which, is, which is the testimony. Testimony? That's, That's probably what I'm looking for. You testimony. hate him, but yeah. at the same time... I'm almost on his side in Titanic. I'm really? not. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't he lock like women and children. No, he gets on a boat that he shouldn't get on at the end. Yeah, so like, he pretends he's that little girl's father. Yeah, someone probably died. Survival instinct name. kicking in, mate. How do you know? Were you on the Titanic? What would you have done? Let's not let's not uh, besmirch Billy's name <laughs> because of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing question. If you were on the Titanic, what would you have done? Uh, I probably wouldn't have got it on the Titanic. Do what Billy does. <laughs> Do you know what? I probably would. Yeah. This one's my daughter. She's black. Yes, I adopted. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so when yeah, so he he got into the comics because the Phantom comics are actually Australia's one of the most like successful countries for Phantom comics. You know, here's a random fact about Phantom yep. comics. If you are from Geelong and you happen to read the uh, Geelong Advertiser newspaper, yep. I don't know if it's still in there now, but mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember, the comics page used to feature the Phantom. I think he's still in there. A lot of papers do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like like Wangaratta and Benalla towns up near where I grew up, they have Phantom comics, but and it's in the being those Sun, towns, they're like from or at least was. 30 years ago or something. Yeah. But so it's been around since like the 30s, and I read the other day, it's, it's the best-selling comic book in Australia ever. Like it has out like over the whole time, over the whole course of its run. It's outsold like Fun Marvel fact, and DC titles. My and- Austrian dad learned English by reading Phantom Comics. Amazing. That's actually like, an amazing story. Yeah, there you go. That's beautiful. Your dad is a just a bunch of great He's stories. a character. He's yeah, a that, great that's all he is. There's no, there's no personality of his own, just like a bunch of, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of colourful traits <laughs> and, like and kooky Arnold stories. Arnold Schwarzenegger and mixed with the Phantom. And mixed with yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Beautiful. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's, that's him, really. Fucking hero, let's go. <laughs> so getting back to that, Billy Zane really loves the character of the Phantom, so I think he'd jump on this in a heartbeat. But I was reading about it, and I back in 2008, um, Paramount owns the rights to it. They were thinking about doing a sequel with Billy Zane and Catherine Zeta-Jones and Christy Swanson, all from the original. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it because, a big flop, though? Well, it was a flop at the box office, but apparently the DVD video sales have actually been quite good over right, the years. Okay. So they were thinking, like let's Brothers. do it. That's why they made a yeah. sequel to Blues Brothers, because even though when the movie first came out, it was a bit of a flop, yep. the cult following behind it was the same so as big. Like Fight Club and I think even like Anchorman and stuff Correct. all sort of did the same thing. Yeah. But 
That's why, like, it's surprising me that the Phantom, like, I've, I've always thought that film was, like, a bit of a joke. Like, people just thought, yeah. Like, yeah, Billy Zane, the Phantom. But, like, the, so, so. I don't know. Would, it's would kind it warrant of it's it's stuck follow? around. Well, I don't know. I'll we'll decide at the right, end right, of this cool, at cool, the end cool. of this pitch. I am going to set it. So it was twenty years ago that the film came out. So I'm just going to set this film twenty years later. Yep. That one was 1938. Now we're in 1958. Like it. I'm using Adolf Hitler as the antagonist, but, and you might say, Bear with me. I mean, bear with Sean, not me. I'm not. Hitler yeah. faked his death, guys. Back in 45. <laughs> In the in the you know history of this film, let's just take a leap there, and then we can enjoy this movie. Okay. okay. Hitler faked his death because his allies were leaving him. The, he was losing the war. He escaped the front line, and then Hitler has spent the, the last fourteen years searching the world for supernatural relics and those sort of things to try and give him power and prolong his life. Now he's set his sights on the African nation of Bangala, which is home of the Phantom. Yep. And this legendary spoken of skull ring that apparently gives the wearer eternal life, the ring that the okay. Phantom wears. Beautiful. Okay. So it's up right. to our exactly. hero, the Phantom, and his rebellious son, who's training to be the next Phantom, like it. to put Hitler in the ground and stop the second coming of the Nazi empire. And that's what the film is about. His son is about 20, 22 years old, something okay. like that. I've cast, I've cast all these characters. Billy Zane's obviously returning as the Phantom. He's not, he, he's not going to play Hitler. No, although he certainly could. He could do he's got a lot of range, mate. He could play anyone. He's he's coming back as the Phantom and I'm casting um you know, guys know Taron Edgerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Kingsman. yeah he's gonna be Phantom Son. Awesome. Oh, okay. I love that guy. Yeah. You don't you don't need to pitch anything else now. All right, we're done. Thanks, guys. Cool. Um, uh, have you guys seen By the Way Legend with Tom Hardy? No, no, but he's in that he too, He steals right? that film. Oh, great. I need to check it he's, out. He fucking steals that film. Is he doing an American accent? Tom Hardy's. No, he's British. It's a okay. British film. Have we seen him with it's, an American accent? I feel like he could pull it off. I have. I've seen it just briefly in the trailer well, the for time Eddie of the recording, Eagle. He's no, no, he's, on the, he's um he's English in Eddie the Eagle. Is he? He's a member of the British ah, skiing team. I feel like he could do. At American. the time of recording, he's on the shortlist for Young Han Solo, and he's yes. got my vote. So anyway, uh, Billy Zane's Phantom in this film is about fifty years old now. He's he's a little bit weary. He's a little bit aged. He's starting to think about his legacy as the Phantom, yep. and he's brought his son back from America, brought him over to the African uh, nation to start training with him. And his son's kind of. You know, doesn't want to be there. He's he do, he doesn't buy into this whole phantom legacy thing. He's kind of like, why do I have to do this? I have to give up my life to protect people and all this bullshit. And he's kind of bickering with dad and fighting about it. What else do we need to know? I've cast Gabriel Byrne as Adolf Hitler. Okay. Yeah. I don't yep. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't love it though. Gabriel Byrne. I have a few others in the mix. I thought Kenneth Branagh. Ooh, would ooh. play an interesting Hitler. Ooh. Bear in mind, Hitler's about age 69 in this film. I want Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I don't mind him. Because Gabriel, Gabriel Byrne, Byrne... Oh, I don't know, man. I can only see Gabriel Byrne as the guy from Miller's Crossing. I'm just thinking of him from Vikings season but one. But a 70-year-old Hitler, though. He's about 70, yeah. But like, bear in mind, he's Gabriel been experimenting. He's... Yeah, I think Gabriel Byrne's like late 50s or something. You can age him up a little bit, but Kenneth bear in mind Branagh. that... Kenneth Branagh could just... Ham the shit out of it. Bear in mind yeah, that Hitler's been experimenting so with a bunch of shit, and he's he's pretty fucked up. So Kenneth he's, he's seventy, but he's a bit yeah. Kenneth Branagh, I, I can get behind it completely. I've, I've, I know I've just crushed. Why Gabriel? No, no. I, like just while well, I looked, at, I was looking at actors in that sort of sixty, you know, to seventy age bracket um, who could play Hitler. And which I look, which Gabriel his, Byrne is not. No, I th- well, I think he came into it in the IMDb little thing that I looked at. But I looked at his headshot and I thought, yeah, I can see Hitler. I can see Hitler in you, mate. A few I other names, know, all interesting names came up. Uh, Mel Gibson's if, in the right age bracket. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. But like, I, I, just, I just wonder, like, you know, I mean, maybe we're getting a little bit too much into like technicalities here. Yeah. But I just wonder if Gabriel Byrne is too much of a respected serious actor to play Adolf Hitler in a Billy Zane phantom sequel. Imagine how much fun he would have, though. He would be hammered. He doesn't up. strike me as an actor who has a lot of fun. <sighs> That's a first for everything. No, I do think Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh Kenneth would Branagh have a lot yeah. of fun doing oh. it. He would bring like all he might of that even Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh could even direct it potentially. Why not? He he does like directing and starring in things. There you go. He should have been Thor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't actually remember what it's other actors. Crazy. Oh, someone pointed out I should consider the guy from Downfall, um, the German film, but I can't remember that actor's name. Do you guys know the one? Uh, it's in all the something. YouTube videos where they change the subtitles and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the guy. Um, I don't know physically. Hitler. You might not want to do it again. I don't know if he could physically do it because this movie basically exists so that the Phantom or Billy Zane can punch Hitler in the face. And I just want someone who can don't actually. Don't spoil it. Mate, Dude. I told you that he's the bad guy. You know they're going to fight. Uh, are they though? You know, what? They're going to team up? No, no, no. Like, no, I mean... We have to team up more to like, stop a bigger threat. I was just like, I, I don't know. I, I just kind of imagine that like Hitler and the Phantom would never come face to face. Like Hitler would be kind of pulling strings and... <laughs> eventually he's going to have to did, Eventually. You did, you did say something to me before... Sorry, like just to cut around recording. You yeah. did say something to me before we started recording yeah. about... You weren't sure if you were going to have them come face to face. It yeah, sounded I kind of, like you were leaning yeah, towards the I, negative. Yeah, because I was figuring it out. It was kind of like, I really like the movie Heat with Pacino and De Niro where yeah. you have this whole build up and they don't meet until like a certain point in the film and they sit down and have this really highly charged conversation over a coffee. Oh, it's such a good scene. And I thought, maybe I could do something like that. You have the Phantom eating a big steak or something like that and you have Hitler, a famous vegetarian, just hating it, eating a little bit of lettuce and they have their you know, discussion. But no, you know we're not going to go with that. Is if Hitler was looking for like a turn youth, he'd just be like eating a fuckload of like kale and celery. Yeah. Just like he's eating like... Green smoothies. To no, no wonder he's cranky, man. That's it, because they taste like shit. <laughs> All right, let's let's jump back in. Christy this. Swanson's back. She's playing Diana Palmer, who's the um, the famous love interest of the Phantom. She's yep. also his son's uh, the mother of the, yep. of the kid, who I've named James. Uh, his name's James Walker. Catherine Zeta Jones is back from the original. She plays Sala, who's like the captain of the Sky Pirates. She's one of those sort of. She's a bad guy, but she's not completely bad. And sometimes she helps the good guys sort of character. Yeah. I don't know how to say this actor's name. But you guys will know him. Jimon Honsu. You know that dude? Yeah. Jimon. Yep. Yep, yep. I've cast him. I'm calling him Juba, and he's basically the Phantom's Alfred. He's like, yep. yeah, the guy who watches cool. over him. You think yep. he's, you know, just his servant, but he kicks ass as well. He's pretty cool. Yep. 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 Pierce Brosnan, I've cast because his name came up when I was looking for Hitler um, prospects, <laughs> and um, I thought I'd really Hitler. love to use Pierce, so I'm using Pierce. His name in the, is Fleming, and he's a former British spy who's like gone rogue against his own country, and now nice. he's Hitler's ruthless right hand man. I enjoy that so much. And this guy, so many levels. Pierce, is going to be off the fucking chain in this movie. He's violent as fuck. Sort of like a. Pierce Colin Brosnan. Firth, Kingsman, yeah, like dapper British like that. gentleman. Yeah, I want to give yeah, him good. Want to give his career a bit of a kick. Also, too. well done to the, on the Fleming. That's a really thank nice you, sir. Things, yeah, uh, a few more things we need to know just about the Phantom, just for the story. He um, hero is the Phantom's horse. It's a white horse. Uh, he also has a wolf named Devil, who often gets mistaken for a dog. Phantom wears the purple suit with the black mask, and yep. he has the skull ring. Yep. Um, there are a lot of myths about him, legends over the years, because the costume obviously never changes and appearance looks the same. Legend is that he can't die and he just lives forever, even though it's just father and son passing it on uh, over time. Yep. And he's he has a lot of nicknames. The main one is The Ghost Who Walks. Yep. And that's what the film is called, The Phantom 2, The Ghost Who Walks. Have you just on that? Yep. Have you thought of dropping Phantom 2 and just calling it The Ghost Who Walks? It's a bit like Nancy I did think that, but I think you kind of need the branding in front of it. Yep. I'm not sure, though. 
No one would expect a lot of a Phantom film, so perhaps you can get away with not putting Phantom in the title. Maybe. I don't know. The Dark Knight did it. Yeah. Man of Steel did it. Because I'd love and to do that. what's out for Man of Steel. Let's just call it The Ghost Who Walks. Cool. Let's call awesome. it The Ghost Who cool. Walks. Yeah. We're going to kick things off with an action scene. So we open in the jungles of Africa, a fictional nation called Bangala. It's the home of the Phantom. Fleming, played by Pierce Brosnan, leads a group of German thugs through the jungle. They come upon the Skull Cave. They enter the cave, light torches, and they begin to explore. The Germans stuff priceless loot in their bags, but Fleming isn't interested in gold or idols. His eyes search for something else, something silver. It catches his eye and he walks towards it, crouches down mere inches from it. It's the silver skull ring of the phantom, buried amongst a pile of golden coins. Fleming smiles, but then the golden coins shift. A hand is revealed. The skull ring sits on a hand. The fist clenches and the phantom punches Fleming in the face, yes. leaving a skull imprint in his face and like cutting it open oh, as well. It's a pretty yep. firm punch. The phantom's son, James, at this point, leaps forward, engages the Germans in combat. Uh, he was supposed to hide in the shadows and wait for the right time, but no, he just does shit that he wants. He quickly gets outnumbered and gets into trouble. Juba, his father's assistant, steps in to help him. But in the confusion, Fleming and his men manage to scramble and get away. Juba sort of has a crack at James. He's like, listen to your father, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. And the phantom cuts in. It's all right, Juba. He'll learn. Title on screen, Ghost Who Walks. And that's the Sick. setup for the film. I really like the idea of Pierce Brosnan being punched in the face in like... Yep. The first two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so in. So we're trying to set up the idea that you've got the Germans and for some reason they want that skull ring. Yeah. That's important to them. You've got the sort of the German sidekicks in there who are just interested in gold, but Piers Brosnan, he's specifically after that skull ring. Yeah. We're into Act 1 now and we have the Phantom, Juba and James, his son, trying to figure out who attacked them and why. The Phantom and James bicker over his training, over his morals, over the lessons that the Phantom's trying to teach him. They talk about the duty and the responsibility that goes with being the Phantom. You know, they, they yanked James away from his home and all his friends and family and all that stuff back in New York and brought him to Africa because the time was right for him to start training. The Phantom's getting older. It's not going to be around forever. Uh, it's time for James to embrace what kind of man he's going to be. And it's also time for Zeno to embrace uh, that he's coming sort of to the end of his legacy as the Phantom and what's he leaving behind. Yep. And what does the Phantom even mean now, now that we're in the 50s and, you know, as time goes on, does it even matter? Uh, the Phantom speaks with Juba. Juba's like, um, you know, he's Alfred, but they're like, they're like best friends. He's his closest yeah, sure. sort of confidant. Yeah, sure. and, yeah. They talk about the future, uncertain times ahead. The Phantom's time may not be up right now, but soon it will be. And Juba has grave fears that the boy's not ready to take over yet. Back at, you know, the other base, back with Fleming and his men, they return. We discover that he works for Adolf Hitler. We learn about the Skull Ring legacy and Hitler's motivations. His time's ticking. He's now about 70 years old. He's managed to prolong his life and sort of keep going with, you know, weird occult experiments. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Nazis and that sort of thing, but they were in, real into like looking for supernatural artifacts yeah, and shit yeah. like that. They so he's been. Yeah, they thought they would do that. Yeah. Question. Yeah, mate. Does Adolf Hitler still have his little Adolf Hitler moustache? Does he still look exactly like I, Adolf Hitler? Or is I he haven't disguised? really figured it out. I wonder if he should disguise himself or what to do. But I just think, no, you know what? Fuck it. I think Hitler Hitler's proud of who he is, man. I think he's still got that moustache. Yeah. Yep. And if yeah. he's in hiding, you know. Yeah. He's in hiding. Yeah. He needs that ring um, because in his mind, uh, all their minds, they believe that ring's going to grant him eternal life and then he can restore Germany to the superpower that it was. Meanwhile, cool. in America, Diana Palmer who, if you remember from the first film, works for like a newspaper or something like yep. that. So she's got, she's got access film, to, you know, information. Oh. She learns, you know, hears of rumours about Nazi activity in Africa. She knows that her son's there and immediately boards a plane. And that's kind of the end of Act 1. Question about uh, yes. Dinah and the Phantom. Yeah. They'd be like, you know, Marion and Indy in Indiana Jones 4. Uh, yeah, there's like a little bit of that. So like they, they didn't really end up together at the end of the first film. 
he told her his secret and then she kind of left. And it was like, oh, and his voiceover or something is kind of like, she'll return one day or something like that. So the idea would be like, you know, they've seen each other from time to time over the years. They obviously had a son. They tried to. So when did the, because you said he was 22-ish, but okay, like. Yeah. So Zaino was, Billy Zane himself was 30 when that first film came right, out. cool. And now he's 50 in my film. So I don't know. I just figured that it, it happened pretty soon after that first film. So. Or somewhere in that time period. Yeah. Billy Zane, like the Phantom could have been 25 or something in the first film. Now it's 50. Yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah. If it's yeah. 20 years later though. Yeah, yeah the son, son can't be twenty two because yeah. that means he was born two years before. The no, no, I just mean like Billy Zane, the actor, was thirty back then. But I reckon his Phantom was probably maybe twenty five because his his Phantom came into the role. I think, but does that make it still nineteen fifty eight? Yeah, no, no, I'm so, just saying. Uh, so if it's yeah. what we're saying, so if it's nineteen thirty, just assume that whatever time needs to work, whatever age this kid needs to be for that continuity he is to work. That age. That's his can age. he be like 17, 18? Yeah, he can be. I, I mean, I think that Taron Egerton kid could probably play anywhere yeah. from like 18 to 25 yeah, yeah, or something like that. that so yeah, he's 18 or he's 20 or, you know, he's whatever he is. I wouldn't mind if he's been yanked out of the military or something, like he was in the military for yeah, a year okay. or two or something. So he's got so a he's bit got of combat stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he thinks cool. he knows better and all that, you know. I've had real training, Dad. You just train in the fucking jungle, stuff like that. You know what I mean? You just wrestle a dog and ride a horse around. That's right. It's super lame. Speaking of training, as we start Act 2, we're into the training. So he's training his son in combat and strategy. But his son, James, he's all power and no thought. He doesn't use his mind. Um, Phantom tries to teach him, you know, there's more to it than just throwing fists. James mocks his methods and says he thinks he can handle a couple of old pirates and the usual foes because the traditional rival of the Phantom is just the Singh Brotherhood, which are pirates. Yeah, sure. The Phantom kind of, you know, has a crack in him and says, this isn't about the Singh Brotherhood, son. The world is changing. We have to change with it. Adapt or die. But his son scoffs at him and the Phantom's like, I need to change my methods here. It's time for a field trip. Let's get out in the jungle. Uh, Back with Fleming and his team, he leads them to like the outskirts of a village where they're harassing locals with questions about the Phantom. One of the villagers, a young man, comes forward and gets in a fist fight with Fleming. It's here that we see how dangerous Fleming is. He toys with the guy before putting him down. Then a massive man, the biggest and strongest in the village, steps forward to face him. He's tired of this shit and he wants to take Fleming down. They square up. Fleming cracks his knuckles. The big man charges at him like an elephant. But then Fleming, the crafty piece of shit, pulls a pistol out. Bang, bang. Blows out this guy's kneecaps. Sends him crashing to the dirt. Fleming seizes him by the ponytail and holds him up in front of the whole village declaring that they'll come back every day until people give them information about the Phantom. And then he slits his throat in front of everybody. I can, I can just see this this like amazing thing where he's like, all right, enough. Yeah. We'll be back yep. every day. Yep. Then, I don't know, just fucking and then bang. Slits it. Throws the head somewhere. Throws the head <laughs> at a child just, or something. Oh, you, you can just see it. It's like just rage. Yep. I like it. Back in the you know, in the jungle, the Phantom and James walk cautiously. Phantom explains that Sing pirates have been seen around here. James arrogantly boasts about his keen senses. And then, bear attack. Like, Revenant style. <laughs> Ridley bear attack. Right. James looks around Good. James looks around for his do dad. Do bears live in Africa? Let's Who just cares? say they do. Let's they say they do. Yep. Cool. Yep, sure. Cool. A giant mutant bear. I don't know what it is, but Lion it's huge bear. and it's coming at him. And he looks around, but his dad's gone. Where are you, dad? The son has to fight the bear. He's getting his ass kicked. It's looking pretty grim. And then the, he's, you know, his power doesn't work against this thing. He, doesn't, he can't think his way through it. The phantom steps in. Thinks his way through it, saves the day, and sort of outsmarts the bear. And then, he t- you know, that's the lesson that he teaches his son. Does he it's do it in like a crocodile Dundee way where he doesn't actually physically hurt the bear? He yeah. He kind of tricks it and then just sues Originally, the bear. I was going to have him just like beat the bear, but I thought, he can't kill the animal. He no, just, no. he just yeah. like, I don't know, <laughs> fights it in a way that he convinces the bear to like walk on by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's he how he, he kind of avoids being attacked by the bear, yeah. ties the bear out, and then just goes, yeah. 
I'm, you know, yeah. magical. On he, your he's, way. He's got mystical powers. He's, he's sure, he's got all that stuff. You know. Yeah, and the lesson to his son is power is nothing. The mind is everything. You need to think. Yeah. They're interrupted by Juba, who tells them, you know, reports of what's been happening in the villages with the attacks and that sort of thing. The Phantom declares that they're going to need to investigate. Then a plane suddenly screams overhead. Who the hell is that, asks James. The Phantom smiles. It's your mother. Back in Hitler's bunker, we watch as Hitler plays around with like liquids and syringes and stuff like that. He's reading medical reports, his brow's furrowed, he's not happy. Fleming fills him in on some of the myths and legends he's gathered from locals about the Phantom. Hitler is particularly curious when he hears uh, a story about a woman named Diana. Hitler says, it's time we called an old friend. I mean, kind of leave it at that, a little bit mysteriously. Back in the Skull Cave, Diana reunites with James. We see that her relationship with the Phantom is a little frosty, that there's still something there. She fills them in on the rumours of Hitler and that he has like a small team in Africa, there's an ex-British agent helping them, blah, 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 all that sort of expositional stuff. They finally know the threat. Now they've got to take him out. Nice. And that is the end of Act 2. I'm doing uh, five acts here, guys, just so we... Well, I better get comfy then, eh? Yeah, get comfy, mate. Um, Into Act 3, the Phantom tries to figure out who gave the Skull Cave location to Hitler because that's, you know... People don't go there because they don't know where it is, even though in the movie it's a cave that has like a giant skull at the front of it, and yet people still don't know where it is, but that's just the movie it's, that we're in. It's protected by a giant mutant bear, can't it? That's right. <laughs> Fine. Aha, <laughs> uh, uh-huh, he figures it out. It must be Sala, who 20 years ago was played by Catherine Zeta-Jones in the original because she's been to the cave. She knows about it. But hey, Di- yep. just this is completely – I'm just breaking your flow, and I know yeah. this. No, no, go for it. Is Devil dead? Devil the dog? Yeah. No. He's an old dog then. Yeah, he's old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's a wolf. Sorry, mate. He's a wolf. Sorry. How long do wolves live for? I don't know, but it's got phantom mystic magic. Well, right, that's another fine. thing. Does wolf keep having cubs and then they become the next devil? devil and Yeah. That's an interesting question, Tom. Billy Zane will address that in the film. Don't worry. <laughs> or does rather than James inheriting devil, does James inherit a certain bear? <laughs> <laughs> You ride the bear. Oh, man. The silence after that is so beautiful. Oh. Back to the story oh, where uh, right. they figured out all that right. Sala must have given up the location. But Diana says, but, you know, she was here. That was 20 years ago. The Phantom goes a bit quiet. He's like, <clears throat> well, um, she may have been here once or twice since. Boom. Then it gets a little bit awkward. Oh, Billy, uh, what have you been doing? Yeah. Uh, the Phantom's plan is for he and James to fly to visit Sala. Diana uh, Diana says, you know, she's coming along too. They need to question Sala about her connection to Hitler to try and find out where he's currently hiding because they want to find him and stop him. The Phantom tells Juba to stay and investigate the situation with the villagers. Juba voices his concerns. He says, none of this feels right. And the Phantom looks at him and says, we will make it right, my friend. They shake hands and they part ways. Oh, Juba's going to die. Oh, he's so going to die. No. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's such a corpse. <laughs> James is flying the plane. So we get a bit of time for some quality phantom Diana. A bit of that talk there. Diana refuses to talk about Sala. Um, She asks about James, about how her son's doing. So just quickly, sorry. Um, Because the last time I watched the first film was at your place and I fell asleep 10 minutes in because, well, it was Billy Zane and the Phantom. Um, (laughs) I'm not happy about that. Continue. Sorry. Can I just clarify? Sure, mate. What the... So Diana was the love interest in the first film. Yes. And Sala, where did she fit in? Sala was, was like, she's the leader the of the sky park. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. She was kind of loosely working with the bad guys. Sky pirates. Yeah, like she, you know, they fly airplanes and they hijack planes and, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. She's a really cool character. She was pretty shit in the first film. So I watched it and I thought, what do I do with her? I still, I'll be clear, this needs to like go over again and her role needs to be strengthened. Yeah, okay. I don't really have enough for her but, to do, but so, she's a cool character. So they like, they, was there like a relationship between her and the Phantom? Was she like, was like very into him because he's Billy Zane 20 well, years ago. No, fair enough. Um, the man was and a god. she had like a bit of a, you know, rivalry with Diana back in that film. Yeah, Diana punched her in the face and stuff like that. It was Okay, great. cool. Um, she kind of flipped sides towards the end of the film and, and came onto their side. Um, and so now she's a bit like she's a bit like Jeffrey Rush in the later Pirates films. Yeah, she's she's kind of like she'll just do things for money or whatever. But she's good at heart. She's, but she's, she's a, good at heart. She's occasionally. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that a bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so spoil it, Carney. You ah, oh, you piece of shit. So so, but yeah, so now, Sala. Okay, right, but I've, right. I'm kind of playing at the fact that Sala and the Phantom have probably had some. Some stuff going on in the previous twenty some years. Interaction. Though, some interaction. What's the giveaway though? That is like it's definitely Sala who gave away my location. Well, because no one else knows about the location of the Skull Cave. Sala's been there before. Is there like a is there like a drop of information like, you know, oh well, you know, we they did a bit of investigation and some of the, the, the Sky Pirates. The yeah, area. it probably needs it probably needs something like that to something kind of like, it you know, up. Know, as opposed to the Phantom just being in his cave, and being like aha, it must be Sala. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. Like, well, it has been twenty years, it. so there's probably. Been. Maybe. Yeah. There probably has. Anyway, look. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Sky cool. Pirates helped the Nazis in World War Two. There you go. Done. Well, that's that's how I assume Sala came in contact with Hitler. She had something to yeah, do with okay. like flying planes cool. in World War Two or some bullshit like that. Um, you know, Diana's asking the Phantom about the sun. He's just saying, oh, he just needs time to adjust to his new surrounds. And she sort of has a crack at him for, you know, tearing him away from everything that he loves, blah, blah, blah. Um, He's my son too. Yeah, you know. Basically what's at play here is like the challenge to the whole idea of what the Phantom is as a symbol and a legacy. Diana uh, Diana questions its relevance. James does too. And we start to think maybe does the Phantom himself start to have like doubts about, you know, forcing his son to continue it and that sort of thing. Back at Hitler's bunker, he's injecting himself with some green, crazy, bubbly shit. It's like Bane Venom or something like that. He's coughing up blood, shaking off everyone who's trying to help him. He pulls Fleming aside and tells him that's the last of that serum, whatever it is. He goes, I have to have that ring or I'll die and all of our work will be wasted. Hitler and Fleming make plans to attack the villagers. The plan is to draw the Phantom out because in his skull cave, he's too sheltered. He's got the home ground advantage. And besides, because of that early bit in the film, none of the men, like they're all too afraid to go back there. Everyone still thinks he's like the ghost who walks. Do you know what I mean? Back in the plane, Diana takes over the stick. She's flying and the Phantom and son get to have like a bit of a chat. Phantom asks him if he misses his friends, his old life. He hopes that in time he will build you know, a new life, make new friends. And the Phantom talks about how you know originally when he came there, it took him a long time to sort of befriend Juba, and now he doesn't know what he would do without Juba. Stop it, honey! Oh, it's gonna be. I hate you so much. <laughs> Keep going. James mocks Juba because he doesn't really have any respect for him. They don't oh, really get along, oh, saying he's a pushover. No, he's nothing. And the no, Phantom kind of smirks like, <laughs> son. Cut to Juba in a village. He asks questions of the elders. They tell him of the attacks. We hear screams. Juba and the others rush in their direction. 
Fleming and his men are there harassing young villagers, barking questions, brandishing weapons. Juba yells at them to stop. Fleming walks over and stares him down. Wham! Gut punch. Juba falls to his knees. Fleming looks at him and says, Shut your mouth, slave. He uh, <laughs> lines him up. Fleming's a cunt. Lines him up with a, with a fist. He's going to punch him in the face, but Juba catches his fist and squeezes it tight. Rage building in his eyes. He says, I am no slave. And he stands up. And so begins the most shockingly brutal fucking fight scene you've ever witnessed. Like, imagine the stunt coordinators oh, who work on Banshee do a bunch of cocaine and come up with a fight. It's, like, <laughs> yes. it's like, it's fucking crazy. They're tearing through the village, the huts into the jungle, smashing each other into trees and shit. The bears, the mutant bears won't even go near him. That's how fucking crazy it is. Juba sort of gets the upper hand. And just when you think he's got him, Fleming, the piece of shit, pulls out like a, you know, pistol from his... A daring jab. Yeah, one of those. Bam, shoots him. Juba... Uh, not good, guys. Goes down, falls into the rushing river. He's gone. Bye, Juba. Oh, you were pretty cool, man. Is there a moment where we do like a like a Star Warsy thing where like Juba dies and the Phantom feels it? Oh, you know, I could do that. Or like Devil like starts howling at the moon or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, tough times. I liked Juba. I am no slave. Yeah, that is such a good line. Fuck, it's good. Oh, fuck, it's because, good. Because you got to remember too, if we're going like historical accuracy. Like people were treated like shit in 1958. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts, guys. This is the Phantom's best friend. His only true friend, really. Fuck. I hate you a little bit, Sean. Sorry, guys, but it had to be done. Did it? I'm trying to access the heart, all right? Well, you've accessed it. Made me hate everything. <laughs> Over, you know, back on the uh, Phantom side of the story, Sala greets them at the airfield. She kisses an uncomfortable Phantom, coldly greets Diana with some comment about her age or something like that. She's delighted to meet James. Such a handsome boy. Are you sure he's yours, Diana? Stuff like that. They're very catty to each other. Hey. It's a bit of history. Oh, there. he has my eyes. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sala directs them into a car. It's going to take them to a hotel. Phantom asks her if she has any involvement with Hitler. She's completely shocked. She laughs, saying Hitler died long ago. She promises to meet with them later. She has meetings to attend to. Later, James and the Phantom speak. He asks his dad if Sala knows about the Phantom legacy, about how it gets passed on. The Phantom says that he's only allowed to reveal the truth to one person ever. Uh, he's not allowed to tell anybody but one person. His son says, and who's that? Phantom says, the woman I intend to spend the rest of my life with. He looks over at Diana, who's sleeping in the corner. James kind of laughs at this because he thinks it's stupid. He's like, ever think you screwed up that choice? And the Phantom looks at his son and says, over the years, I suppose it crossed my mind. But one thing always puts it in perspective. What's that? The Phantom smiles. You. Oh, <laughs> bit, of, bit of the old heart. Bit of the heart. There you go. There you go. Was writing that down, I thought, oh, I've activated the heart muscle here. Here we go. Uh, Question that, though. Yeah, mate. Juba knows about the, uh, the passing out of the family. Yeah, but Juba's sort of... Did Juba discover it himself? No, I think, I think the, the question sort of uh, relates to outsiders. Yeah. Who can we explain Juba's to the outsiders? Part of the I think Juba's just there and then... I don't really and know. Every, every phantom's had like a... Has like a, a servant a companion type character. A slave? A slave? No, 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 I am no, no slave. No. All right. Um, so that's the end of Act 3. We're on to Act 4 now. Uh, later on, the trio meet with Sala. She tells them she's arranged a private dining room. They follow her in and see Hitler, Fleming, and a dozen goons. Sala, you devil. Hitler invites them to sit down. His men aim guns at James and Diana. So the Phantom sits. Hitler rants about the master race and all that jazz. You know, he's, he's unhinged and crazy. He's saying shit like, one day my people will look back at your stinking kind and the way children look at dinosaur bones covered over by millions of years of dirt and shit. Apes among men. He's that ranting. Is, he's that is he's such crazy. A good... Love it. Hitler stands up. 
will be taking the skull ring now. The phantom grits his teeth and says, you can take it from my cold, dead hand. Oh. Hitler says, how about alive? He nods at his men. They seize the phantom, pinning his arms down. The phantom struggles against them, but Hitler raises a gun at Diana's head and you know, cocks the, the thing, whatever. Is Sala in the room? Sala's in the room. She aims the gun at the head. Oh, that's Diana. good. Ooh, Sala nice. does it. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, she's very nice. nice. She's cold. Fleming's got James. Yep. Sala's got Diana. Yep. And, yep. The phantom stops fighting. He turns, uh, Hitler turns to Sala and smirks. He says, you're all right, Sala. True love is hard to beat. Oh, Hitler's a piece of shit. <laughs> Fleming, <laughs> Fleming, ta- <laughs> Fleming takes the phantom's hand. Can he that draw- actually be in the big print, please? Hitler's yeah, sure. A Hitler's a piece of shit. Of shit. Yep. <laughs> Fleming takes the phantom's hand. He draws a giant knife. He swings down hard and cuts off the phantom's finger. Holy shit. Oh, man. Cuts that ring finger right off. I guess ghosts can bleed, he says. Oh. They take the ring. Hitler places it on his finger and smiles triumphantly. As the group exit the room, Fleming hands Sala a bag of gold. James lunges at Fleming, but Fleming's gun is quicker. He points it between James's eyes. James growls at, at, at Fleming, I'm going to kill you. Fleming smirks, like I killed your slave friend. He follows Hitler from the room. Back in the jungle, a body washes up on the riverbank. A wolf, devil, sniffs at it, then howls. A white horse strides into view. Hero, the horse, manages to stir the barely alive Juba awake. Yes! Yes! He weakly takes the reins as Hero rolls him into the saddle. Hero charges through the jungle, eventually entering a familiar village. People come rushing out to help Juba. Back with the phantom, Diana treats his wounds. Sala begs for understanding. The money was too good to refuse. She could retire with it, all that stuff. Diana looks at her and says, then why are you still here? And she says, because I love him. The phantom asks for a moment to speak with Sala and says to her, I told you that would never be. She says, I didn't know this would happen. I thought they would just, just what, kill me? You thought they would kill me? Or maybe Diana? Uh, Sala smiles. You can't die. You're the ghost who walks. Phantom shakes oh, his head. Oh, because she she doesn't actually know. Yeah, well, she doesn't know, but him, yeah. I think she would probably have an idea, though, but she's trying to like make light of the situation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Phantom shakes his head at her and says, you're many things, Sala, but a damned fool isn't one of them. Sala sort of crestfallen. She looks across the room at Diana. Her confidence falters. She just looks at the phantom and says, what, what does she have that I don't have? The phantom takes a moment and says, a good heart. Oh, oh man. Yep. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, James good. cuts in. He interrupts. He says, Dad, what do we do about Juba? The phantom looks at his son and says, we avenge him. Right. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar. The phantom has like an oath. It's like the big sort of... It's like a Green Lantern oath. Yeah. All right. It's because it's oath time, guys. He says, and I think actually in the moment now, I think maybe it's better if him and his son are st- saying it at the same time right now. And they're saying, I swear to devote my life to the destruction of piracy, greed, and cruelty in all their forms. And my sons and their sons shall follow me. And then the Phantom says, Adolf Hitler stands between everything this family believes in, everything I've fought for, everything my father fought for, and his father before him. And the Phantom looks at his son and says, and he has your ring, son. And his son says, my ring? And the phantom smiles. He turns and says, Sala, if you want to help, get us your fastest plane. We're going home. Back at Hitler's bunker, he parades around wearing his newly acquired skull ring. His temper is wild. He punches his men repeatedly, leaving skull imprints in all their faces. <laughs> but, he, but he exhausts himself in the process. He coughs up blood. He's still sick. This hasn't worked. He says, this ring, it doesn't work. I feel no different than before. I feel nothing. Uh, a man sits hunched over like communications equipment, sending like... Um, Reports back to Germany, back home. He asks if, you, if he should stop contacting Germany. Hitler says, no, tell everyone we have a powerful weapon and that Germany will rise again. 
So they start sort of marshalling all their Nazi, their old Nazi forces coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, kind of like you know when Voldemort comes out of the fire in Number Four and all the Death Eaters start coming yeah, back. That yeah, sort of action. Yeah. I felt like it was a bit of a there is a bit of a Voldemort moment of I've got the most powerful ring in the world. Yeah, and it's powerful. not working for it's me. It's not working for me. Yep. I can't blow up Hogwarts. Sorry, Hitler. So Fleming said Fleming has this idea that perhaps we have to kill the Phantom for the power to be passed over. So they decide they're going to burn down all the villages in the region, you know, to draw the Phantom out in his weakened state and kill him. In the plane, Sala flies. She calls out and informs them all that you know she's intercepting communications from Germany. Preparations have been made for the return of the Nazis. Diana sits with the Phantom. And he says to her, I didn't want this life for him. He's looking at his son. She says, I know. But I knew the man you were before all this, and I know you now. I know we faced our challenges, and we always will, but I wouldn't change a damn thing about our lives. Not a damn thing. She holds him close. The Phantom quips, I might change the part about me missing a finger. <laughs> it's, like, it's potentially the first lighthearted moment. In like the- <laughs> Grim time. So bad. The Phantom making dad jokes. <laughs> Appropriate, though, do, I feel. Do you, know, oh, yeah. do you know where you could get your humour from and yeah. the person making jokes is yeah. Fleming? Yeah. Fleming and Sala could be your comic relief. Which yeah, is really they probably dark, need to be. Fleming's a psycho. Yeah. But he, he'd be the psycho who would make jokes where you'd yeah, be smirking I think that's a really along good as he's chomping off a dude's head. Yeah. And Sala, that's like a pretty good way to sort of beef her up a little yeah, bit as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. Uh, that's the Eisenberg in the. In what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the red capes are circling or oh. something like that. <laughs> well, hey, when that, by the time that has, by the time this has come out, that film will be out. Yep. So. Well, we You're can... saying may or may not have relevance that isn't sarcastic. Well, yeah. there we go. Who knows? Have you yeah. thought... I, yeah. This just came to me at one of casting Eisenberg? About, um, no, 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 not casting Eisenberg. As the Phantom's son? As Diana. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about Hitler. Kenneth Branagh, I think, is, is a great choice because I can yep. just see him delivering that epic speech. Yep. But just when you said they're having dinner and it's this loaded and menacing dinner, I just thought, if you wanted to go somewhere with a slightly Germanic accent, would you consider Mads Mikkelsen? Oh, oh shit. Oh, Yes. Yes. Okay, Mads Mikkelsen yes. is Hitler. Mads Mikkelsen is Hitler. <laughs> that's great. Yes. Let's re-record the start of this and put Mads Mikkelsen in. That's that's terrific. You're welcome. How old's Mads Mikkelsen? I mean, doesn't we can age him up a bit. Doesn't matter. He's in his late 40s, but like if Hitler's like, you know, been having all this... 70, serum, but yeah, he's got serums serum, he's having shit. serum and he's looking... And, and Mads could do that great thing of being just this. Yeah. Go from zero to 100 yeah. really fast. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Fuck yeah. Mads Mikkelsen and Pierce Brosnan. Oh. Wow. I'm so excited. Well, that's great. This film so badly. <laughs> All right, we're into Act 5. We're into okay. the climax right, now, guys. Go. We're back in Bengala, back in Africa. Hitler and Fleming are unleashing hell on the villages with flamethrowers, mercilessly killing anyone in sight. Juba, he's sort of slightly recovered, but he's pretty fucked up. He's limping around. He watches in horror as fire rains down around him. He limps forward to confront them. Fleming's impressed that he's still alive, but he still aims his gun at Juba. But then Devil leaps through the air, ripping the gun from Fleming's grasp. He yells, get off me, dog. And then uh, we hear a voice boom out. It says, he's not a dog. He's a wolf. Yes. <laughs> but it's James. James walks through the smoke and interview. Uh, Fleming smirks. This kid's nothing to him. He turns his attentions back to Juba. But then, bang, James shoots Fleming in the arm. So have I got your attention now? Fleming's ready for a awesome. bit of action here. He takes off his jacket, cracks his knuckles. James throws his guns aside. It's going to be a fucking fist fight. Uh, he turns to Juba and says, hey, Juba, my father says you'll always have my back. Is that right? Juba smiles and nods. And, he's, and James says, let's start now then. Juba just laughs and says, started when you were born, boy. And they both smile and charge at Fleming. Further afield, Hitler guns down innocent people. People are screaming, chaos everywhere. Then a horse neighs in the distance. People point up to the hilltop. Smoke clears and we see a white horse. The phantom sits atop it like Gandalf at Helm's Deep. 
Awesome. He bellows, Adolf! And points at Hitler. <laughs> awesome! Hitler grins. He shoots a horse-riding villager and steals his mount, climbing into the saddle. He draws his gun and charges. The Phantom charges to cue the most epic Western gunslinger music. Have you guys seen True Grit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when Jeff Bridges is going to take on those five guys at the end? He's like, yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch. And that music kicks in and it's fucking epic. Yep. That's what it is. Hitler and the Phantom just riding <laughs> at each other. Does one of them say, fill your hand, you son of a bitch? Phantom can probably say that. Hitler's like just screaming, spit flying. They're riding at each other, firing off shots. They're both taking a few shots. They're taking some damage. Their horses collide and they just leap at each other, colliding midair. They slam to the ground. They fucking tangle. They're punching on. They eventually sort of untangle and slowly get to their feet and they start circling each other. Hitler sort of feels the skull ring in his hand and he smirks. I'm going to leave this mark all over your face, devil. And then the phantom looks at him with contempt and says, that mark is a symbol. It carries the weight of the past and you're just a relic. A relic that should have been buried long ago. Ding, fucking ding. It's showtime. They're just going to have a fucking brutal fist fight. Oh. Now, this fight's different to the one with Juba earlier. Yep. Because Phantom, he's a bit fucked up. He's missing a finger. He's taken some gunshots. Hitler's about 70. So this isn't They're like... They're both old dudes fighting. Yeah, this isn't like acrobatic shit this is just brutal power this is like Rocky and Rocky 6 when yep. he realises I can't go toe to toe like I have to go toe to toe with this guy and just hit him with power yep. I That's can't what do what I used about. to do I'm yeah not, I can't I'm not, do I'm not, the whole thing of Rocky was that he was quicker than everybody yep. he's not anymore now it's just Loving pure it. power yep. they're just knocking the shit out of each other we cut back to James and Juba they're working as a team and they're using their smarts to wear down Fleming uh, meanwhile we get back to the main event this is the thing we're here to see Billy Zane punching Adolf Hitler in the fucking face the Phantom has to abandon his usual tactics. Hitler's so unhinged and unpredictable that there's no way the Phantom can guess what he's going to do next. So he takes a leaf from his son's playbook and stops using his mind and just relies purely on strength. These two aging titans just knocking the shit out of each other. Back with James and Juba, they work Fleming to exhaustion and James eventually just kicks him into the fire and we watch as Fleming just burns and he's screaming and burning and, yep, see you later, dickhead. The Phantom bests Hitler... But rather than finish him off himself, he hands him over to the angry locals whose homes he's destroyed, lives he's ruined, and they drag him away and tear him apart. The battle is won. The team reunite. The Phantom embraces his mate Juba. Oh, you're still alive. It's great. It's good times. A little village kid approaches James and hands him the skull ring that they've taken back from Hitler. James looks at it for a long time and his father comes up behind him. Aren't you going to try it on? James smiles before handing the ring back to his father. If it's all right with you, I think you've still got a lot to teach me. Both men smile. The end. Oh! So that's the ghost who walks. So good. With Mads Mickelson. So fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I actually, you know what? No, I was excited about Mads Mickelson because it's Mads Mickelson. Yep. But I think it's Kenneth Branagh. I can. I, I, I still see Kenneth Branagh because you're talking about aging titans. Well, Mads Mickelson's like, probably not old enough, is he? I don't no. think he's old enough. I think even if you age him up, I think one you could age him up actor. though. You could, but but I, Kenneth Branagh would have a lot of fun with it. Kenneth yeah. Branagh would, would just. It's, it's a different beast, I think. If Mads you get Mads like, Mickelson, yeah. that's just like quiet terror, I think. Kenneth Branagh, I think, actually does work better just because you've got... you just got these amazing... I imagine... Because Hitler's big thing wasn't that he wasn't... He wasn't a fighter. He was a talker. Yeah. yeah Kenneth definitely. Branagh is this perfect megalomaniac yep. actor. Like, he could get up there, deliver these, you know, two-minute speeches. Yeah, that's that's a really good time point. Time passing and blood. It's very and, Shakespearean. Oh, exactly, you know, he's... He's but very, I, I just love that. You have that sort of build up for the whole movie and then at the end you get to see Hitler in a fist fight. And it's I just love brutal. The Phantom and Hitler riding towards each other with that's, epic yeah. music swelling. That's amazing. And they <laughs> dive and collide in midair. It's yeah. Oh man, I uh, am gutted that this film does not exist. Let's let's get in touch with Zeno and let's make it happen, it. people. Yep. Get your yeah. people to reach out to Zeno's people. Yep. yep. Do you have people, Carney? 
Uh, I will soon. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Yeah, mate. Just a just a spinning off in the end there. Yep. Could uh, the Phantom die? I mean, okay. So when I came up with the concept for this film, I thought you probably want to have a passing the torch type film where Zeno dies and passes it on to the kid. But I mean, this might be my fondness for Billy Zane as an actor, and I want to keep him around for another film. But I would kill him in the next film. In Phantom Three. In Phantom Three. Phantom Harder. Yeah, Phantom Harder. <laughs> Do you know the tagline for the original was Slam Evil? Yeah, it was yeah. too. It was too. And the poster was like... Yeah, just him with the, Billy Zane the fist with and yeah, fist. Slam, slam evil. evil. Yeah, is the, is the tagline for the second film Slam Hitler? <laughs> Great. I think if you did a third film, I would bring it back to like the traditional rivals, which are the Singh Brotherhood, the pirates. Yep. Yeah, um, cool. Possibly, but I don't know. There's a comic that I read recently called King's Watch, which brings together uh, the Phantom... Flash Gordon and Mandrake the Magician. So that's a potential way you could reboot the series. But I would go with this. I would go with Phantom Fighting Hitler. Now, just on that, when you say Flash Gordon, you don't mean the Flash. You mean like the old school Flash Gordon. Old school Flash Gordon. From the movie with yeah. the Queen soundtrack. Yeah, they team yeah. up and they're in a team called King's Watch. They take on bad guys. That is a way that I guess a studio could bring life back into the Phantom. You do that film and then you give each of those three characters their own spin off film. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would have the Phantom fight Hitler. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think that's that's, that's all you need to pitch it as. The that. Phantom fights Hitler. Yeah, I'm, I was surprised. I was looking into the Phantom, like the history of the comics, and the, there's not many Nazi stories. A lot of it, he just fights pirates. Yeah. No, I would love to see him fight Nazis. It's often before it as well, isn't it? Like it's a lot of the stories. A lot are of the stories are 38. Yeah. yeah. Sort 30s, of just twenties, just on 30s. the start of that war, sort of before yeah. the war starts. But yeah, um, no, I'd, I'd I'd watch that movie. I would love to see it. I, I would too. I almost wonder if one thing that occurred to me is with Juba's death, but not death. Yep. Would it be almost more powerful if Juba sacrificed himself for James? Could do. Because you have I James disparaging yeah. him earlier. Yep. And then if Juba actually gives up his life to rescue James. Yep. In that meet where he says, you've, then, got, you've got my back. Of course, I had it since the day you were born. You can't, you can't kill him again, though. <laughs> no, true. You can't kill him a second time. But And I do love the... Juba versus Fleming fight. Yeah. That I just think is. That'd be a highlight. See, all the most amazing. brutal fights really aren't the Phantom in this. No. It's Juba. <laughs> Juba's Good. great. Good. Jimon Honsu, just owning the film. I, like, I, thought of, <laughs> I thought of killing him, but I really like Juba and I kind of want to keep him around. And I think that when you eventually had like the Passover, when Billy Zane dies and he's not in it anymore and it's the son, I think the son and Juba, that would be just a great dynamic. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Someone needs to die, though. You reckon? I don't know who. Sala? No, you want to keep her around. He could kill Diana, possibly. I'm very aware that... <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm super aware that I haven't given Diana really anything to do. Oh, yeah. there's, a bit, there's a bit here that I missed, and that's just... While the main climactic fight's going on, Sala's circling um, the battlefield in the plane, and Diana's on the chain gun, just, like, taking out Hitler's guys. Because Diana doesn't really do much yeah. in the film. Oh, and they have, like, a callback to the film from 20 years ago where um, Catherine Zeta-Jones kind of turns over to the good guys in the end of that film and says to Diana, I think it's best if us girls stick together. She'll probably recall that line here and I'll be like, oh, a bit of a nod to the fans. Yeah. But yeah, like but Diana- fans, How many are there? Well, there's me and, and there's Billy and, you know, and my girlfriend liked it enough. So. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I just, I, I wonder if there's like, you know, a Tumblr dedicated to the Phantom and like weird there is things. Might actually have a look right now. Do it, mate, because, because there should be. I am fuck yeah, Phantom things. <laughs> Curious. 
<laughs> Just the ghost who walks things. Yeah. Oh, so it's the 80th. Uh, I went to the newsagent to pick up some Phantom comics because the comic book shop didn't really have much going on there. They're like, no, they don't really print them anymore. But I went to the newsagent. They have like their $3.50 ones. Well, and it's thing the is- 80th anniversary of the character. A lot of Phantom of the Opera Tumblr. Yeah, thought so. But uh, there is a Phantom Tumblr. Is it run by Billy? I don't know. I'd have it's to actually run deeper. by Kenneth Brenner. So oh, he's getting in early. I think, yeah, I think he'd make a great Hitler. Yeah. And that's probably not something people like having said about them, but, you know, I think he could pull it off. No, but for this, we're going sort of that 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 melodramatic, megalomaniac villain that Kenneth Branagh is so good at playing. You know who'd be, like, if Piers Brosnan foolishly turns down the role of Fleming, um, Mads Mikkelsen could play that character. I was about to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, I thought Sean Bean. Sean Bean he does really- too much. Yeah. Mm. Also, Sean Bean's not a fighter, I don't think. Sean Bean's more of a... I, um, I can see Sean Bean, though, as the sort of dapper yet really psychopathic British henchman. Yeah. Sort of. I think it'd be cool well if it was someone who's linked to the James Bond franchise or something. That's really and uh, a Fleming. nod to the yeah. to the character, but yeah. Would Pierce Brosnan be up for like the fight scenes? Could he do that? Should Fucking hope so. How old is Pierce Brosnan? I think he's about 60. I think Six, he could. Yeah. Liam Neeson's still doing it, so. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Liam Neeson's a robot, man. Grown in the factory to rescue daughters. I think Pierce What about Brosnan Timothy do Dalton as Hitler? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> he's just a little bit too old for Fleming, but I'd love it if he was just like punching the shit out of people. He's got a bit of a Hitlerish face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, no shade throwing at Timothy Dalton. I like Timothy Dalton, but yeah. like, he's got Timothy gonna... Dalton has a Hitlerish face. <laughs> well, you know. He could do it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, he's I, an I, option. I think that's one. And where, he's got that Shakespearean quality. I think that that's you want from you're going Brunner. down the list, though. Like he's sort of like if you can't get this guy and you can't get that guy and maybe can't get him, let's go with Timothy. I'm trying. I'm trying to feel who else you could have for Hitler, and there's just. I think it's got to be a Shakespearean British yeah, thespian, yeah. Ian McKellen. <laughs> That'd be too he's, old. He's though. played a Nazi before, has he? Yeah, there's a yeah, film. Yeah, what's that film? Um, uh, by Brian King's. Singer, right? Yep, based on a Stephen King novel uh, in which a school kid like is doing is obsessed with like Nazis and suspects that he's like old man who lives down his street is a Nazi and has changed I his identity. I don't know this film. I think it's, is it Apt Pupil or something Apt like that? Pupil, that's, that's it, the yeah. name of it, yep. And he basically, it's this like misery type thing where he kind of blackmails Ian McKellen to telling him all these grisly details about being a Nazi. Holy fuck, that sounds awesome. Uh, and there's a terrifying it's- sequence in it where he buys him online a, a Nazi stormtrooper outfit and forces him to wear it and march. And oh. as he's marching, the, the dynamic is that the kid's in charge and Ian McCallum's this like weak, pathetic old man who used to be a Nazi. And as he's marching, the dynamic just shifts and he starts like just full on saluting and like going back into the Holy old fuck. Fuck, it's amazing. It's great. It's, it's Brian Singer's, Singer's first film, I think. Yeah, first film or second film. It's really early. Wasn't Usual Suspects his first film? Okay, it must be his second film. Second no, I think film it was then. before Usual Suspects. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, and it's it's a it's a pretty kick ass film and it's based on a Stephen King short story, I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. Um Apt Pupil. Apt Pupil. Check yeah. it out, Gabe. Check it out. Um I'm buying tickets. To the ghost that walks. Yeah. Who walks? Cool. I'm buying two tickets. That's what I like to hear. Oh, awesome. I don't know how just for the hell of it. Because no one else probably want to watch Phantom. Go with Billy. I just, you know what? I want this film to be made and then I want to sit next to Billy Zane in the cinema and watch it with him. Just hold his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just your scheme to get to hang out with Billy Zane, isn't yeah, it? That's pretty much it. I so, just want to wear like those flat caps that he wears, just me and him, just yep. smoking cigars, wearing those caps. You want to like, before, before any premiere or anything, you just want to like book out a cinema, just you and Billy Zane. Oh, that'd be great. Sit there with some cigars, rest your hand gently on his knee. <laughs> 
be a really beautiful time in your life, Carney. I, I support you. I feel Thanks, like this mate. entire film isn't made because you love the fandom, but it's purely just a device to meet Billy Zane. <laughs> yep, almost definitely. Yeah, you know, well, no, I just think uh, to be in all seriousness, Billy Zane is, is a good actor and I would just think, I think he's great as the phantom and I just want to give him a good phantom movie. You've seen how good he is, Gabe. You've watched Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. <laughs> I have watched Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Tom, have you seen that one? I think he we've told you about it. He punches a guy in the head. Through his head. The and head comes off. uses that head to punch another man. Is, it's, that, it's is that what he does in this as well? Yeah. Like, let's, why not? That skull ring just goes just through like, people. Include a reference to his defining role. I mean, yeah. oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful. I'd love to do like a podcast show called Zany Pitches, where we just pitch Billy Zane movie ideas. <laughs> I feel like, Carney, your entire perspective career as a screenwriter is purely an attempt to get Billy Zane's career back on track. Because that's that. kind of how you're going All at this rusties. point. Yeah. Because, I mean, I wrote that film for VCA that had Billy Zane as the antagonist character yes, in it. Yes, did too. Named Hathaway. Yeah. Um, Billy Zane basically playing like an evil Indiana Jones. Um, you know, I just think he's perfect. They didn't, but you actually had in the script, this character is Indiana Jones as played by Billy Zane. Yes. Did you get in trouble for it? I got in like, trouble for that. You lost like a like, bunch of points. I lost some marks from the guy who <laughs> did the feedback because he, he went on like... <laughs> He gave me a page like of feedback. Of your page of half feedback the page was Billy just Zane. like, don't write an actor's name in there. What if I don't like Billy Zane? What if I just watched a film with Billy Zane in it last night and it rubbed me the wrong way? Now I'm reading a script and I don't like it. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay. So basically this guy had just seen The Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, you're, what you're trying to say is you go, but it's Billy Zane. Yeah. Therefore, he, he shouldn't be rubbing you the wrong way. Yeah. If, if you're being rubbed the wrong way by Billy Zane, I don't want you making my film. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> is you having a problem with Billy Zane it's like, more of a you problem than a Billy Zane problem. Zane it's problem. like yeah. having a problem with life, to be yeah, honest. Really, when all is said and done. And I won't stand for it. I'll continue to do it. <laughs> no, mate, I, um, I support your crusade 100%. Or is it a Crusane? A- oh, you're welcome. I liked your one before, the, the, the Zanescence. Would it be Renaissance? 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 I don't know. The Renaissance is Renee coming. Renee No, that's wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> the point is... Billy Zane is ripe for a comeback, and Sean and, Carney is the man to make it happen. And this is the vehicle. Sean Carney to do it. is the man to help Billy come back. Good, <laughs> beautiful, fair. I'll afford it. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Gabe. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you have any feedback or ideas for your own Phantom pitches, because why wouldn't you? It's the Phantom. Um, feel free to email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at sanspantsradio. I'm at Gobergmoser. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Awkward Trade. You got Twitter? Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. That's great. Go. Guys, get back you. to us if you have like ideas on who should be Hitler, although I don't think you're going to find a better one than Kenneth Branagh. Or Timothy Dalton. Or our backup, <laughs> Mads Mickelson. But, you know, let us know what you think. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 